GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. On Thursday, registered voters will be able to cast up to 10 votes each. Today is the last day of campaigning. Last night, we had our second last debate on GBC television, hosted by Roz Astengo. It was fiery and featured past members of Parliament who are stepping down. We caught up with Roz on how that went. But first, we spoke to the returning officer, Simon Galliano, and the chief secretary, Darren Grech, about the voting process and how it all works. Thank you so much for joining us, gents. Um, so let's start off with the with the uh, the simple question: Who is eligible to vote? Good afternoon, Jonathan. Thank you for having us here and for giving us the opportunity of explaining the process. Um, before I forget, and I think it's important, and at the risk of sounding terribly condescending, I'd like to thank GBC for their coverage, um, their professionalism and the observation of the rules. I think that needs to be highlighted and certainly commented, uh, commended. Thank you. Um, insofar as who is eligible to vote, we have 25,198 at uh, of the 5th of October uh, who are perfectly eligible to vote. That was the cut-off? That was the cut-off point. So that's a record uh, large electorate, isn't it, Mr Galliano? Uh, indeed, this is the largest register of, of elector which we have produced. So the amount of people who, who are able to vote are, are able to do so. Uh, I think this is, is commendable. Um, we've worked very hard over the last six months with household inquiry forms and um, on the week before the deadline we sent out 1,500 email messages to persons who were not on the register but eligible, eligible to vote. These people were, who had, had subscribed to e-government and we had a 12% return, so 200 extra persons um, were, were included in the register from Monday to Friday on the last week before the register closed. So, and that was a result of your effort, your outreach that is, to, that is to let a, them know? A, a, as a result of, the, of, of that mass email that we sent out. So, so, but the the flip side to that is, I suppose that unfortunately there may have been more people who might otherwise have been able to vote had they responded. Hmm? That's that. That's it. You're absolutely right, Jonathan. Um, we have been sending out, apart from the household inquiry forms, has been we've had adverts in the newspapers. GBC has been very generous in providing in- infomercials. Uh, that the that we we tweet as well we've sent the household inquiry form we've sent a mass email i think we've exhausted all 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 avenues and and peop- and the persons who remain i can only think may not want to be included in the register which is their legitimate right well i suppose all that the uh, that parliament and and the civil service can do is 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 their best to ensure that everybody who wants to vote can vote well, my, my role as the it, electoral... It's a right, but it's not a, a sort of... It's a, an imposition. An imposition. No, no but my, my, my role as the electoral registration officer 
is to ensure that everybody who has the right to vote can vote. So, you know, I apologise if I'm in insistent on, on some times, but that's, that is the nature of my job. Of course. Um, so let, let's talk through f from the 25,198... Yes, yes. That, 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 uh, that are eligible to As vote tomorrow, um, that they... Um, but eight people weren't able to sign on after the 5th of October, no? No, OK, OK. So, so from those 25,000-plus people, um, we, we, we all have 10 votes, right? 10 votes. 10 votes? 10 which, votes. Which... You don't have to use them all. You can use part of those 10 votes. So 10 votes maximum. 10 votes maximum. Uh, marked with an X on That's the ballot right. paper. A pencil. pencil in pencil. <laughs> a pencil is used because... It's enshrined in law. It's enshrined in law, and I think it comes from the day when fountain pens were exi in existence and they smudged, so when you fold it, you could actually cast a double vote. Right. What would you say to anyone who thinks that a pencil can be rubbed out? I mean, there's no opportunity for rubbing out, is there? There's no opportunity from rubbing out from from the moment you cast your vote in the booth behind the cur a, a curtain. You fold that ballot paper and you insert it in the ballot box, which is secure. From there it travels... Technically, the only person who can rub out across is the actual voter who exactly, might take the yes, rubber exactly. into the, the polling station. But beyond that, it ain't going to happen. And are, are, are rubbers provided, or, or would you uh, allow for somebody to take a rubber in? No. If a person makes a vote, if, if if a person makes an error on their ballot paper, they're required to fold that ballot paper, take it back to their presiding officer, explain they have made an error, and a new ballot paper will be issued. And for somebody who's voting for the first time, the presiding officer, for any one individual, would be the official in charge at that polling station? The yes, the presiding officer is the, is the officer in charge of that presiding station and is the custodian of the ballots. Indeed, not just voting for the first time. Anybody who's got any particular special needs, visual impairment, etc., etc., there'll be high-level assistance to help with the voting. And has that been... Uh, has there been a requirement for that to be flagged in advance, or is that just... It's, you, it's you always provide the case. It? It's, it's always the case. It's enshrined in law. The election rules provide for, for persons with accessibility um, issues and persons who are blind or have any visual impairment. They are able to seek the assistance of the presiding officer who will, in the strictest of confidence, assist that person with the vote that they wish to, to cast. Now, I hope this isn't a, a difficult question, but um, no, uh, according, <laughs> according to the rules, um, you don't have to block vote. You can if you want to, but you don't in, have to. Indeed. If, if the polls are to be believed, most pe uh, quite a substantial number of people are, are not intending to block vote. I don't know what the, the intentions will be on the day, but certainly you do not have to block vote. And not only that, Jonathan, although... although Every party has 10 candidates. Candidates are nominated as individuals. So everyone is an individual candidate and their, and their, and their nomination is as an individual, not as a party. As long as there are 10 crosses there or less, then the combinations and permutations are... Up uh, to each individual. Up to each individual, yes. Yeah. So you can get 9-8, 10-7, 8-8-1... 
that the, the, the overall result the might overall be that. Result, no? yeah. So let, let, let's talk through that then. Um, in the event that it were, and uh, the polls suggest that it's unlikely, but mm. but you know things change and 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 and, and potentially at least theoretically, uh, Robert Vasquez, the only independent uh, candidate at this election. Could get voted in uh, as as uh, you know it could be eight eight one as you said. Uh, in which case, how do you determine without a, a majority uh, of MPs for either party? How do you determine who forms the government? It wouldn't be up to us. Uh, certainly, there's one person who would have quite a tricky time, and that would be Mister or Madam Speaker. Uh, insofar as 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 what happens thereafter, um, Robert would have to have. I would imagine conversations with um, with both parties and 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 then decide accordingly. Okay, um, so there's no sort of clear process. It's not that you automatically defer to, let's say, the eight candidates. Um, if the, in the event that there is eight eight one, it doesn't automatically go to the eight that had the higher number of votes. I I think it is first past the post, so it would be entirely up to Robert. Um, to see if he wanted to form a, exactly. a coalition. Yes. How interesting. How interesting. Um, okay, let's talk also about um, uh, uh, the, the other permutations of 9-8. Mm. Um, it, it could be possible if we had a, a sort of 9-8 result that the top eight might be from party A and the bottom nine in, par- in parliament uh, could be from party B but it would be party B with nine candidates in parliament who would form government. Indeed, it's not proportional representation. It is a first-past-the-post system, and therefore is it is up to where does that majority lie. If the majority lies in that order, one to eight, and then the, the next nine, then the next nine have a majority to form government. So yeah. that, that, that actually is what makes it so, so interesting. Okay. This time around. Yeah, and and uh, again, the, the 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 polls are suggesting that the votes might be interspersed and the results might be party A, party A, party B, party B. But but it's interesting to sort of think through the different uh, alternatives. Uh, one of the questions that one of our our, our young um, uh, colleagues has asked is what happens to blank votes, which are sometimes considered to be protest votes. Um, you know, people may be thinking, I'm not happy with the options in front of me. What happens to those? How are they treated? You want to take that? Yeah. Well, we treat the blank vote as a blank vote and nothing other than that. Blank votes are recorded and they appear in the, in the, in the, at the end with the results. So we'll see uh, how many blank votes there are. And blank votes are separate to spoilt ballots? Yes. So we'll get a number for blank votes and a number for how yes. many ballots are spoiled. And what spoils a ballot? What, what, when you look at the results and you're looking at how people have cast their votes, how do you decide what is a spoiled ballot? Well, a spoiled ballot 11, is... 11 votes is, 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 is a spoiled ballot. Is, is a spoiled ballot uh, um, a, a, a mark which can identify the voter is a spoiled ballot... Um, any sort of graffiti written on the ballot paper spoils it. So no doodles allowed? No doodles allowed. OK. Um, let's, let's go then, let's move on to the, the sort of uh, event that um, uh, uh, 
sorry, let, let, let me, let me, I was going to ask a question I've already asked. Um, let's speak about the staffing of the, the count. Let's move on to, you know, what happens after all the votes are cast tomorrow. Um, how do you go about recruiting members from the civil service, Mr. Grek, for uh, that count, which is very long and is a massive responsibility? We play to people's strength and, and rely on A, the strength and, and B, their experience. Although we have a fair amount of young people coming through as well this time around. Um, indeed, we have a new system which doesn't require us to, to have seven, seven people per, per counting room. Uh, we, we, we will get away with three um, and we can talk you through that in a moment uh, as we have the electronic, electronic assisted counting mechanism th this time around. Uh, with a plan B of um, of going back and uh, reverting to the old system if if, um, if if required to do so, which I hope we, we won't be required to do so. But let, let's talk about the new system. Okay. How, how does it work? Simon, you want to take that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the new system um, compiles of three officers, a counting officer and two counting clerks, and the counting officer instructs the counting clerks of the nature of the ballot paper. In normal circumstances... It would be good to remind people of, of the old system where you had the, the counting officer and three and three essentially mirroring the counting. So the three on one side will be doing uh, certain sections of the ballot and, yes. and it, that would be mirrored on the other side on, on the same sections of the ballot, and then there would be an, a, a degree of reconciliation every 50 votes. Every 50 votes. But, every but 50 ballot papers. Every, every 50 ballot papers. With, with this mechanism, the checking is immediate. And okay. the mirror system is still in place, which um, provides it, the integrity of the count. Um, and the, 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 votes, the votes per ballot paper accounted out. The system records those votes and at the end of, of the number of votes cast, the officers are instructed to submit the ballot and where they submit it. Where there's over 11 votes, it disregards it and the, pay, and the ballot paper is placed in a tray which says over 11 votes. In other circumstances, whether it's un other under under 10 votes it is just put in the valid tray um and the any other for adjudication spoiled votes are are placed in their appropriate trays the system is also more transparent than the old old system where every action that the counting officer takes is recorded by the officers and is recorded on the electronic assisted um, counting mechanism. And um, so, whereas previously, if a counting officer saw it was a blank um, ballot paper, he would just put it to one side without uttering a word. On this occasion, he would have to instruct the counting clerks, blank ballot, and then they would record it as a blank ballot. And, and, and the system works like that. So it makes the, the counting officer's job now is, is far more transparent than it was. And counting agents who, who provide a, a, a tremendous 
um, support network for the independence and the unbiasment of, 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 of account are able to challenge and they are also able to recognise the, 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 the instructions verbally and orally. It's important to note, Jonathan, uh, we've thrown everything at the new system. Uh, we've had an independent uh, report commissioned with EYUK who have certified the system as absolutely watertight and correct and having integrity throughout. We have um, showed the system to the uh, acting caretaker chief minister, to the leader of the opposition. We have invited the current principal auditor to um, have a look at the system. We have invited former ombudsmen um, to have a look at the system. We have invited election agents and candidates to have a look at the system. On the night and on the day, we will have uh, election volunteers from the UK who, who move around and, and again test and guarantee integrity of process. If at the end of all of this, and despite EY telling us the system is 100% correct and has absolute integrity, if there is any shadow of doubt, then any one of the two parties, candidates and or election agents, can request, uh, if they have reasonable grounds, uh, can request, God forbid, but they can request a recount. And we have teams in place. We see my civil servants are not machines. They need to go home, recover and sleep and then come back. But we have teams in place to revert to the old system and begin a recount <laughs> on the Saturday morning <laughs> yeah, of my, sorts. Uh, I'm shuddering just thinking <laughs> about it. But, um, but, but it's good to know that that process is in place. Um, we're, we're talking, of course, to the returning officer, Simon Galliano, and the chief secretary, Darren Grek. Um, uh, uh, sin compromiso. Uh, I don't know how long you guys were able to stay. We've got two minutes until we take a news break. Do I need well, to I, squeeze I'm, in questions or can you come back I, after I the news say, break? Yeah? Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, superb. So then I can, I can ask uh, uh, questions more directly. Uh, I'll ask you one before, one or two more before we go to the break. Uh, there's been some sort of um, concern among individuals, uh, I think just because of the sort of maybe understanding yeah. or uh, some concern about, um, you know, the fact that, well, let me just put the question, I suppose, how can privacy be assured uh, when, they, when people vote with an ID card number having been um, uh, captured? Uh, and being given a serial number on a ballot paper, how uh, can that privacy be assured? The guarantees are there by, by virtue of the fact that it's been absolutely tested by independent auditors. I mean, Simon, you want to take up... Um... <laughs> Uh, the, the fact is that the I think you're talking about the voter identification system, yeah, Jonathan. Yes, to, to, basically, I think what people want to make uh, want to do is vote in the confidence that that vote remains 100% confidential. The vote is 100% confidential. The ID card is not captured. It, the ID card is just a reference which triggers a a a a, a mechanism in code which um, brings up your details on the register of electors. Essentially, the, the, sorry, the ID card tells the system, here is Darren Greco, Simon Galeano, about to vote. 
and then you get the tear-off sure. paper. It is exactly the same. The ID card just um, makes the system more efficient. It um, avoids personalization, and it just guarantees that you are the person you say you are. I can uh, uh, voters can rest assured that the ID card number is not recorded. All that is recorded is that Simon Galliano went to vote, and Simon Galliano was issued with ballot paper number. One two three four five. Um, that is the way the law and the election rules are set out. We haven't deviated from the law, and the um, in, in in any case, the um, the, ele- the there is a mechanism in place at the end of the count that the um, software that is used is downloaded. It is downloaded onto a hard drive, which is placed in a secure envelope, and in the same way as the old physical part register, it is taken to the Supreme Court, where it is stored until after the next election. Malcolm, uh, who's listening at home, uh, wanted just to, to to sort of pick up on on, on the point that Mr. Galliano was saying, um, making that um, people are issued with um, a ballot paper which has uh, a particular mark on it, uh, and if uh, and I think the question from Malcolm is if somebody was overseeing the process as a civil servant was over or even one of the um inspectors that sometimes parties have their own officials agents, agents. Uh, their own agents exactly who can uh, be present uh, in the room when uh, votes are being cast and also as i understand it uh, when the account is happening so what is to stop an individual noticing who for example jonathan scott is issued with uh, ballot paper one two three four five. Uh, what's to stop that individual, uh, particular individual, being present? I mean, they'd have to know when I was voting, but let's say that coincidentally they are, and they think, "Oh, I noticed that he's been issued with ballot paper one two three four five. Uh, uh, I'm going to keep an eye out for it later, and I'm going to ask my colleagues uh, to to keep an eye out for one two three four five to find out how Jonathan Scott votes. Is that possible or, or not possible? Uh, Jonathan, that's impossible because first and foremost. Um, an elector or a voter, when they're in the um, in the voting booth, they're required to fold the ballot paper. And when folding the ballot paper, you actually hide the vote and you disclose the secret um, mark and the security features and you also have the number. But not only that, once the polling station closes and the ballot box is, is, is transferred to the venue of the count, that is where that team ends its duties on election day. From the door of the Mackintosh Hall, inwards, only the counting teams are present and the counting teams um, open up the ballot paper and there is no communication between um, officers. Uh, 
When when they read out the results, they don't read out the ballot paper number. Ballot paper numbers are only used just to record that a voter has voted. Okay, so in, in short, the the chief secretary Darren Grech and the returning officer uh, Simon Galliano are one hundred percent satisfied that all votes remain confidential. One hundred percent. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, uh, that was a question actually from Stephen. I misread uh, Malcolm's question: Is how important is the ID card? What if somebody goes to vote, or if uh, without their ID card, or if they realise uh, today or tomorrow that their ID card has expired, can they use their passport or another form of identification? Even an ID card which is expired will work on the voter identification system. They just have to tap it on on the card reader, and the voters and the voter or electors uh, the details will will come up on the screen. A voter can always identify themselves by either their elector number if they know it, their first name, their surname, um, and the voter identification it, it, it does what it says it does. It identifies the voter, and you can get that by logging on to. Parliament.gi. Well, your elector number you can get on by logging on to um, government the 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 electoral regi- the registers of electors um, portal, and you can get your elector number there. I don't think in 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 my years of service at elections I've ever heard of anyone actually going there with an elector number. It's possible, <laughs> and, and and also generally um, people who want to vote and are eligible to vote will be, uh, don't use the word accommodated because it sounds too lack, but th- th- there is always a, a, a willingness on behalf of, uh, of the officers to make sure that somebody who's eligible to vote can vote. As I mentioned previously, my, the, the returning officer's role is to allow anybody who is able to vote to, vote, to, to be able to vote, and we make, and we make everything possible for that democratic right enshrined in our constitution to happen hard fought as well uh, by people in years gone by indeed indeed um talk let's talk us through the mechanics when does voting start when does voting close how do i know which station to go to polling stations open at 9 a.m and they close at 10 p.m uh then almost immediately the boxes will be transferred to the john mack hall and uh, intense security from the Royal Gibraltar Police. Yes, sir. Then the votes will be. Uh, Simon will explain more in little in a little while. But the votes would be um, put all in a room. They'll be uh, verified, verified, and counted mixed and counted, and counted mixed. and mixed, so that no one box can be identified with one area in in so far as patterns of of voting. And the beauty of the new system, if I may, as a mathematician that you <laughs> once were, certainly when you were in my class... I loved mathematics. <laughs> ...is that um, the sampling, because they have been mixed and because it's almost real time, the sampling, your normal distribution curve, will be appearing before you within 60, 90 minutes at any one given counting room. Uh, and really and that, that, in essence, is your stratified sample of votes. So, 
unless something goes very, very wrong. Patterns emerge immediately. Pat- patterns or chaos should emerge immediately. I say chaos given 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 what we've had in in insofar as as the previous polls being conducted. But but there should be. I, I remember in previous elections, um, parties having their own people and sampling every X number of votes, analyzing trends. This should be happening almost immediately. That's amazing. The new system will give us um, information and make, and I think, change the nature of the night and how we perceive and, the results. And if I may add to what the Chief Secretary has said, we have 30 counting rooms. From our testing of the new system, we can account between 180 and 200 votes and ballot papers a minute. Um, sorry, an hour. We have 30 counting rooms, so if we get a, 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 an average of that and we say we have 200 votes an hour, uh, that is 6,000 votes, which is approximately a third, a third of, 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 of what could be... Because from the 25,000, you're, 25, you're expecting maybe three expect quarters. Maybe three quarters maybe voting. So, we, you know, it's, it's 6,000 votes counting. That is a very, very good so in three sort ha- of measure. In three hours, potentially. Yes, three but not only hours, in three hours. To, it, I'm, I'm talking about the, 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 the trend. Yes. Within okay. an hour, you can get a, a trend from 6,000 votes. Well, very strong trend. Of, of ballots. Yeah. Yeah, very strong tend. How exciting. Um, okay, and, and, and just to be clear then, how often are the results updated and refreshed? Because we know that each terminal is its own uh, entity. It's, it's not... got a QR code as well. It has uh, a QR code which serves not only to extract the statistics, it also, um, pre- um, it also works as another security measure in that it provides that there, there's no need for a, a network. So each counting suite is independent. It's completely freestanding. Completely, it's completely not connected free, yeah, to anything. Yes, it's not connected to anything. And we will have an officer with a, with a, a, Q, a QR code reader. And they will be going around counting rooms, okay. you know, I, pinging, got... pinging QR codes. And then, and then those would be... If you like, and then they together. Together. those will be recorded Accumulated. At, at, at the central office. Tallied up. Except that there should be no need if the, if the mixing is correct. The, the, the uh, your sample are... is your sample, so it's really interesting, and we look forward to seeing how those um, how, how those patterns begin to emerge almost immediately. Then, um, last two questions for you, gents. I know that you're very busy, and I thank you again for being so generous with your time. Um, when what happens if someone is in the queue at ten when the polls close? You must be inside the polling station um, when when the when the the actual polling stations close to be able to vote if you're out and still queuing by that by that time you will not be able to vote but, but generally at 10 o'clock there aren't long queues outside there of the polling be, stations. there shouldn't be any queues by that time but don't I leave it imagine. vote early to avoid indeed uh, yes. any complications um I, I said two I, I meant three postal and proxy votes um Same. can you talk us through very quickly um where you are with those the post well the proxy and the postal votes um, voting applications have now have now closed. All proxies have gone out to their pro- to their to their to their respective proxy voter, and we are now receiving um, postal votes which have been placed in the postal in the postal um, ballot box in 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 Parliament. 
we sent out 667 postal votes. I think we have in excess of 400 returned, which I think is a very good turnaround. Um, I think that we can... I, I, I would like to take this opportunity to commend the uh, Royal Gibraltar Post Office and, 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 and the postmen who are dealing with this. They're doing a fantastic job. In fact, they're acting as a, as a private courier firm, taking um, postal votes to specific addresses and only handing them over to the person who the postal vote is addressed to. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's as remarkable, remarkable and, 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 I can, and I can only hold my hat up to the, the Royal Gibraltar Post Office and thank them. Okay. Very finally then, um, and I, maybe it's a difficult question to end on, but with the polls being so close uh, and, uh, you know, how, how are you guys approaching the possibility of a recount and what circumstances might trigger one? I'll, I'll try and, and, and squeeze that one in as well as adding this because I, I, I think it's crucially important. Um, the civil service traditionally gets a lot of knocks along the years the civil service is the independent guarantor of continuity and good governance. And, and therefore, I am immensely proud at the job that has been done and at the job that is being done. Now, insofar as your question, uh, what, happens, what happens if it's too close? If it's too close, um, we would need to go with what uh, candidates and election agents say it's enshrined in 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 law there's and no there's, hard and fast rule no it's there's about... no hard and fast rule if 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 any one candidate or agent requires a a recount or, or obviously with 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 good reason for doing so i mean the margins must be very very compressed uh, EY is telling us 100% efficiency in the system, even with compressed margins, you, you, you think it's accurate, but if, 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 it, if it's required, then we would go to a recount with a manual system, which in a way will mirror the, the computing, uh, the assisted electronic system. And, and, but that would have to be after a, a suitable break. We can't make uh, people go through a recount uh, my people go through recount immediately after we presented results. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. We're going to bring you a very quick uh, taster of the ambiente at the hustings and we're going to speak to Rosa Stengo about her fiery debate last night. But um, let's bring you the hustings first. <laughs> So those were the voices of Joel Ladislaus for the GSD, and uh, it was uh, Sir Joe. Sorry, it was Leslie Brusson for the uh, Alliance. Uh, now it's been a very, very close fought campaign, very uh, energized debating, and one of the moderators at the centre of it all. I think chairing more minutes than anybody else, uh, has been Ros Astengo. How did you find last night's viewpoint, Ros? Jonathan, I don't think I have, because you've done Gibraltar Today every day and you've done loads of debates here. But yeah, it was very fiery. And um, I, I have chaired quite a few fiery debates, but 
I must say I, I do like speaking to people who are very passionate about what they believe in, whatever side that they are, and there was certainly a lot of that last night. So we had, it was called Who Will Win? And I thought it'd be really interesting, we've heard from all the candidates, I thought it'd be really interesting to get some of the outgoing MPs and just to get their take on you know, how they saw the campaign going, the, the issues that have come up. Uh, they reflected on, well, let's tell me who they were. On the GSLP Liberal side, we had Albert Isola and Gilbert Likudi. And then on the GSD side, we had um, Elliot Phillips and Danny Feetham. And they basically reflected on how difficult it has been having to watch from the sidelines. And then they quickly got stuck in into the main issues. Uh, the poll, for example, they spoke about, um, you know, uh, well, uh, Albert Isola spoke about his surprise, really. The polls were so close. Um, the GSD said it was indicating uh, that people wanted change. And they spoke, they clashed over everything, financial services, anti-corruption authority. Um, they spoke about, well, I asked them about the use of Elhana issue on the GSD side. And they, both candidates fully supported their party leader's position on that which was to accept his apology and to move on. Uh, I also at the bottom of the ballot sheets in, in recent polls, Sir Joe Bolsano. So um, I asked the GSLP Liberals about him and um, he they basically essentially uh, reiterated his record in government. And um, then, uh, very interestingly, Daniel Feetham said very clearly he loved his brother Nigel very much but would not be voting for him at this election. I think you've got a clip there. I have told you, You're I am going, going to. to be block voting the GSD. And not only that, all of those people out there, look, if I can say to you that I am block voting GSD, conflicted as I am internally, because I love my brother immensely, as I know that he loves me, but I cannot vote for him at this election. If I can do it, if you want to make the change... At this election, you too have got to vote. But, you see, this all is, ten candidates. That was uh, an extract from Viewpoint last night, which um, which Roz chaired, uh, and, uh, and and we've got another short clip. Roz, uh, they were arguing about the treaty as well. You are the only ones that can no, negotiate. All that, all that, all that, But I don't even, I don't even accept that. But we need to come back to something that because they've been involved for two years. Because look. If you didn't manage to watch Viewpoint last night, a Viewpoint special, who will win? Uh, and clearly there was no agreement uh, among both sides. They basically there, took their own party sides. So obviously the GSLP Liberals believe they're the best place to uh, conclude a treaty. The GSD say they have the talent to do that. Um, so the, the, there were no surprises there, but it was a very lively uh, uh, debate. So... Uh, you must have uh, slept well after that. I had a glass of wine afterwards. <laughs> I think well deserved. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.